0: um welcome everybody that has tuned in I know that it's going to take a few minutes for everybody to actually join in live but today is thrive in um, spirit and usually I'd actually put Brandon bays in healing and health but I also think there's a deep deep spiritual side to her work and so there's an overlap here today and that's why I've put her in on a Wednesday and perhaps she'll be gracious enough to come to us again on one of the other days. But I want to for now just welcome with such a warm, mm-hmm. loving heart Brandon Bays. Thank you so much for making the time to be with us today. Um wow. it is such an
1: honor and a privilege. Well I feel the same way and I'm so thrilled to be connecting with everyone South Africa and it's been a while since I've been there. And we have so many beautiful journey beloveds there and practitioners there and who've been through the work that I do. And I feel this deep soul connection actually with South Africa. It's the first time I put my feet on the ground there. I just felt, whoa, there is some pulsating energy here that that speaks and sings to my soul. So I'm thrilled to be on your show and... Uh during this time that technology is at a place where my god if this pandemic had happened 20 years ago we all of us would have been in this extreme lockdown without any way of really connecting and right now it feels as if all of life has has made a huge invitation to all of us to become still mm. and to calm the hustle bustle and the crazy busyness of life and to go within and focus on what really matters in life. Our loved ones and the love we share and our own health and nourishing ourselves and nourishing our loved ones and focusing on what's real in life. And so I I do feel, as you said, this is a spiritual show. And yet I feel that life has made quite a powerful invitation to all of us to take this time in hibernation Mm -hmm. you know like nature does and in incubation so that it can be a time of giving birth Mm -hmm. to a new way forward really for ourselves for Mm -hmm. life for our planet so I'm just so grateful that we're able to connect in this way and that you're doing this service during this time when we all need this connection
0: Absolutely. I mean, there's so many things, um, Brandon, that you've said there that just so resonate with, um, with me. You know, first of all, if we lived in any other time and, and epidemics like this have happened through history, you know, but we are lucky enough to live in this time where, and I feel that it has come about um, because it wants to deepen the connection and, yeah. and the connection with ourselves and with each other and with our world and with our universe and with all that is God, Allah, Buddha, Krishna, whatever anybody wants to call um, source, um, I, I believe it has come at this time. And so there's this absolutely, like you say, beautiful invitation to go inwards and connect with ourselves, but also this profound ability to connect with more people than we've ever been able to connect with before while in confinement. Um, so it's really
1: beautiful. Yeah. I I did a global prayer, uh, the other day that was on Facebook live and it ended up, we were joined by 47,000 people in this big prayer. And, uh, and I put another thing up on uh, about Einstein and his belief that we're now in a time where we're able to connect at this deeper level. And uh, you know, 110,000 people are watching that and sharing that. And mm-hmm. you're right, it, it, it's a time for really this global connection, connection of humanity. And what struck me as so strong, is it doesn't matter our caste, our color of our skin our our you know what we do in life uh it matters not at all that the coronavirus is a neutral thing <laughs> that's striking all and we are in this together as humanity yeah. we've had together countries you know being together with countries that are normally politically not able to communicate and connect properly and so yeah it's 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 a time where a big invitation is being made to all of humanity and i can remember the first time i saw the the coronavirus you know maps you know the tracking maps around the world yeah. and I, I had read an article about this um one man who got coronavirus in Ischgl, a tiny ski resort in austria and from there it went to 40 different countries and it made me see how small our world is and how interconnected we really are. And I know this very well because with the journey I traveled to 39 countries in the world and I'm always on world tour. And so it, it, but seeing it laid out, uh, I see it as almost like threads of connection. And uh, it's, it's such a beautiful invitation really.
0: Absolutely. You know, you, you say, I spoke at the, um, which you did as well at the real connection summit um, two weekends ago, a week and a half ago. And that was one of the things that I said that, you know, I saw somebody wrote on a piece of paper. I don't know if you saw it, Brandon, but, and they put on a post, um, this, this wonderful show of love that people are now doing because they have to go inside and just stop. But that is, I don't think we've ever lived in a time, like you're saying, we've ever lived in a time where a greater show of love, compassion, and care has been shown and experienced in the whole world throughout the planet because going inside and social distancing is not necessarily to look after ourselves. It's, it's a show of care for everyone around us and that yeah. energy is just incredible you know mm-hmm. it's it's yeah.
1: profound you know it's the first time because i you know usually my of course my whole spring tour was was completely canceled and every every week i was going to a different country to work and what this has allowed me this time because i've been in police mm-hmm. enforced lockdown sure. for over 4 weeks where in order to leave the house, we have to have a special code from the police. You know, the first day that we did that. Wow. Yeah. And Gabby and I went down to the water and just to the sea, because we're in Greece here, and the sirens started Mm. for a walk, you know, and the sirens started blaring. Stop walking. Stop walking. What are you doing? Turn your camera off. And we we said, well, we have a code here on our our phone. He he said, well, you're not allowed to, with that code, that's a supermarket code. You're not allowed to go walking with a supermarket Uh, code. And he said, not only that, but even if you get the walking code, where do you live? And we said, well, up the hill, 1.7 kilometers. He said, well, you can't uh, drive to a location to walk you have to, you have to um, walk from your house. And so we had to get back in the car, and drive up to her house, get a, an SMS communication that we were allowed to walk from her house. So what the good news is of this very police enforced um, lockdown that we're in, it's really quarantine, it's not even lockdown, is that it's allowed me to every day, I post a video addressing the issues that people are facing to um dealing with their fears and with their inability like you know a friend of mine she has a, her parents have underlying health issues they're in britain right now where coronavirus is very big and mm-hmm. she can't she's in lockdown in spain and you know the the fear that she's in and the devastation and so every day i've been posting videos where people can undergo process work and really uh, come to a place of peace inside and wholeness inside. And other days I'm posting videos on how to strengthen your immune system and how to do movement. If you're in lockdown like we are, where you're not really even supposed to leave the house, well, what kind of movement gets your, your body and yeah. your immune systems going and, and doing yoga and breathing and, and you know, so every day. As you say, it's an outreach and an outpouring of love from all of us. And my prayer is that you know hundreds of thousands of people can use this work during lockdown to come to a place of peace and wholeness. And you know we even put on uh, our our our, um, our teacher who does the pre- uh, work for all the kids. From you know, young kids to teenagers to yeah. young adults, she does journey work for the kids, and we posted a video uh, for work for children, and another video for, <laughs> for children in lockdown and homeschooling. And so, yes, it's been a time for at least in in uh, yeah, I'm sure in your world and definitely in mine of digging deep within and listening every day to what the need of humanity is, the call is, what we're facing every different moment. And just offering work to find wholeness, even in this wild time that we're living in. And I know you're doing the same, both with your health and healing <laughs> show and also with this spiritual show. And I think it's pulling the best from all of us, mm best from all of us who feel we have something to offer and want to use this time wisely and well.
0: Uh, Brandon, I couldn't agree with you more. And I I feel like it's allowed people to accelerate on their actual true life's path if they are open to it. You know, um, I know that for me i 've been wanting to start this platform thrive for a long time, and i haven 't found the names and then all of a sudden it came and it 's because um, i i don 't know if you know, but I almost died six years ago. Um, I went through a very similar healing journey to what you went through actually mm-hmm. um, when you when you before you wrote the journey before you created the process of the journey um and doctors didn't think I would live. And, um, and I went through a profound healing experience. And there were so many things that, without a doubt, contributed to my healing. But I made a promise during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I surrendered. Mm-hmm. And I said, if it is my time to die, then I will accept that. But if there's any way that I am allowed to stay, I promise that I will make it worthwhile. And mm-hmm. I have known that I needed to share what I learned mm-hmm. on that healing journey mm-hmm. with the world. And I kind of dipped in and out of it and and doubted my own message and my own value that I can bring so many times. And it's almost like the universe has created this this, space now for me to go, okay, not allowed to play small anymore. I need to reach out. I need to connect to the people who were profoundly um, linked to my healing, which you were one of them. I read your book way before anything ever happened to me from a health perspective, but my, um, my mom's best friend, um, passed away from cancer. And I remember when she when she started, when the cancer began, we read the journey, all of us. I mean, I was a teenager, um, but we read the journey. And, and I always say that a miracle is just a change in understanding, a change in perception. But reading the journey was a miracle for me because I realized that we can heal beyond what we are told is possible You know, within our current medical systems. And that little miracle stayed in my mind and served me years later when I was faced with my own mortality, when I was faced with my own death. And I could go, but remember that it's possible. It's just because everybody doesn't know what's going on, just because it's hasn't been seen that you can heal from the state that you are in before it doesn't mean it's not possible and so my Mm -hmm. mission with thrive Mm -hmm. is to plant as many miracles in people's minds as possible by speaking to the great teachers and the great healers and of this world that have assisted me somewhere along the line so firstly thank you for writing that book for sharing your story um because it profoundly has impacted my life and I know that it has profoundly impacted so many other lives as well there's a very famous comedian he's the godfather of underground in um, South Africa John Blissmas and he was an addict and before he went to rehab he went and did the journey work and he has, been, um, he has been clean now for 15 years. And when I told him I was going to interview you, he said, please thank Brandon, because oh. I definitely um, think that the journey was element- instrumental in me being clean for all of these years. So it can be wow. used for so many different things. And I just wanted to put in context for you, because I haven't actually done that, and for the audience, why... I wanted to bring you to my audience. It's because of that. Um, so thank
1: you. Well, I'm, I'm so thrilled to hear about uh, this comedian. And, and um, when you speak to him, please pass him my love and blessings. And I, I was just reminded as you were talking, uh, there were 38 medical doctors who came from uh, Durban. And many of them had a... Um, uh, a, a, we're part of an addiction center, and you know the cases that these medical doctors put in. I, I had the Journey uh, Practitioners program, and the case studies that were you know put in, put in uh, were all about the addiction and how they use the journey to work with people with addiction. So they had to. I think they did forty three case studies each of the doctors on um, using the journey method and helping people get to the emotional root cause of what had driven them to reach for the drug or for the chemical substance or whatever it was that they were reaching for. And uh, so I'm I'm wondering if maybe he saw one of the doctors who actually uh, was working in that in, in Durban. Yeah.
0: I'll, definitely, yeah, I was so I'll ask him.
1: Privileged. Yeah. So it's, it's been so, um, such a profoundly blessed time in the, in the healing and health industry and I'm working with um, medical doctors these days who practice integrative medicine mm. and I'm on the board of directors in two different hospitals in Israel wow. and uh, one is for your system, uh, the cancer <clears throat> floor and the other one is for heart disease and after they've performed the operations the patients actually go into a week-long recovery center where they're getting regular journey work to get to the emotional corollary of what has co-created the illness and they find that the patients are healing so much faster and i just feel like we're living in such a conscious and an enlightened time mm-hmm. You know, when I was last in Israel, there were 68 oncologists who'd flown in from around the world. And I was the keynote speaker to speak to them about the emotional corollary to our physical illness and disease and the science of that. And so it seems like everything's coming together these Mm -hmm. days. And that is so
0: exciting to hear. I, I can't tell you how excited I am to hear that because that, like you, I know that it's not one thing that heals you. It's a combination of things that mm-hmm. actually assist you on your healing journey. And, um, and the fact that doctors, medical doctors are opening up to, to this work, to energy work, to emotional work, all of that and, and realizing that we are mind, body and spirit and it is all connected is wow. just yes. so exciting for me. Yes,
1: it is exciting. Yeah, I, 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 was, I was just called by the director of the hospital yesterday and then um, and, and we're gonna be doing a worldwide global conference. Uh, with the medical field around the world, and I'll be the on the board of directors for that, uh, s- addressing the emotional aspect of illness. And you know, it's interesting. Everybody's aware of the CDC now, the Center for Disease Control, because that's all you read about in <laughs> the news. That and the World Health Organization (WHO), and um, on the on the Center for Disease Control's website, it actually says that. 85% of all illness has an emotional basis. Ha! Huh. So, That yeah, is brilliant, Brandon. Yeah, yes, it's brilliant. And so there is a way in which I feel that this time in the corona pandemic is a time where we're also being invited to go inside and welcome the emotions that are here. And unfortunately, so much of what I'm hearing, Susanna, is that people are uh, going into their homes and feeling trapped their emotions are getting pent up Mm. shut down and blocked Mm. one it's such a detrimental thing to do during a pandemic because what science has found is when you feel a strong emotion and you shut it down It releases a biochemistry that goes into the bloodstream and will block our cell receptors, rendering our cells incapable of communicating with the cells in the body. And if over time illness happens, it happens where the cells are blocked. And conversely, what they know to be true is that when we feel our emotions openly, like a child does, you know? Just natural, you know, our cell receptors remain open. And so more than any other time in history, it is time that part of our spiritual invitation is that we begin to welcome our emotions, Hmm. to allow them to be felt. It's not that we project them on someone else and blame someone else for what we're feeling. But when a strong emotion comes to just open our hearts and embrace it and allow it to be felt, and if you really open, you will go deeper into that motion, into deeper and deeper layers of the emotion. And eventually, you will end up opening into your own soul, mm. into a vast, boundless presence of love that is of the present, that's pervading all of existence. And it's at that deepest level, at the level of the soul, that all the healing takes place. It happens at the level of the infinite intelligence. And so it's really an invitation, not only to become still and stop all the hustle bustle and turn within, but it's, I feel it's time, is an invitation to come home. Yeah. To, who we are, to come home and be at home in our own skin and to welcome all the emotions that are here. Most of us are phobic of feeling our emotions, you know. And so, it, you know, we we to seal an emotion as and much and as, f- as possible. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or get on Facebook, get on Netflix, you know. And it's like anything but allow an emotion to come up. And this is not the time that we can afford to play that game. We can't go into distraction or denial or running from but most of us have learned we're fearful of feeling. Mm. And so part of the spiritual invitation that I feel that life is making to all of us is to learn to befriend our bodies, to befriend our hearts, and to befriend our emotions. And if we really do, instead of the emotions taking us out of control, the emotions will become the gateway to our souls, to the love inside and the peace that's here. Mm. And you can start living from a wordless guidance, guidance from the heart, sort of a silent guidance that feels true and right, where you feel it at home in your own skin. But if you're denying emotions or running from them and or smoking them away or drinking them away or or you know Mm -hmm. shutting them down is is for me you know there's so much fear i you know i invite people to write to me what they're experiencing here you know so much fear is happening fear of the unknown yeah i always say to people that fear is like a tiger and it will hunt you down and the only option you can do is turn and open and face and offer yourself into the tiger's mouth of fear, and really let it devour you. And if you really do, you will find the liberation, the freedom, the awakening that is there inside of you, this divine potential that lives in all of us. And so this is why I'm doing so many videos, all of them for free, to give different processes for people, to learn step by step how to befriend their emotions, how to uncover the cell memories, how to open into the truth, into their souls, how to come home to a sense of well being inside in a direct and practical way, not as like, a, oh, that's a pretty notion, yes. but yeah. as a direct living experience.
0: Absolutely. You know, so much of what you're saying are things that are being echoed by so many spiritual teachers, so many um, beings of light at the moment on the planet. One of the things that has been coming up over and over again is is working with your wounding, working with, um, you know, what are those trigger points that that take us out of ourselves and don't allow us to actually be in ourselves and be centered. And I remember when I started doing this work and I did exactly what you're talking about. I distracted and distracted and distracted because I didn't want to have to face this feeling of pain that was existing in me because it was so painful. I didn't know if I could actually digest it. and. And I remember the moment that I actually stood still and allowed myself just to feel, just to literally feel into that pain. And the immense magnitude of that and the immense catharsis that came after that. And so I think that that's something so important for everyone that is listening. It, it's always scary until you begin Nelson Mandela said that so many people that are these great thought leaders these great teachers in life tell you that of course it's scary but it's scary until you start and It might be painful, but it's okay because you will move through that pain. Eckhart Tolle says the only way to get rid of pain is to go through it. You know, so many people. And um, so I invite you guys to to go into whatever it is that is triggering you. I always say it's like um, having a splinter in your toe and bumping it on every edge of a table, you know? (laughs) The universe will always bring what needs to be healed to you. And, um, and I agree with you. I think that right now is that time to see what is bumping you. What, what are these things that we are trying to avoid? Switch off the TV. Stop smoking those cigarettes. Stop drinking. I know so many people are escaping by, and I'm not opposed to a good glass of wine every once in a while, so um, don't think that I am. But I'm saying so many people are, literally like just drinking every day and just still avoiding that time of coming into themselves. So Brandon, I'm, I'm definitely going to share a link with everyone that is watching for, to join your community so that they can wow. be watching these daily videos because I, I think it's so important. And I also think maybe if you could share one practical thing, um, something that has possibly been coming up for you now during this time a lot, and that people can
1: look at, for myself every day, I find that tears of gratitude are here, Mm. you know, that these are wild times, these are unprecedented times, it's a real stretch for humanity, and yet I'm aware of how blessed I am. Mm. I'm aware of the beauty of nature and how it's getting more and more beautiful now that the sky is clear, oh. animals coming out from the wild and into the streets, and and that I, I, you know, we. I was in India at the time that Greece went into lockdown, and I had just given a ten-day program in Tirunelveli. And in the south of India, and then I was going on to Goa to give uh, an eight-day journey practitioners training program. And I I ended up uh, being in a hotel uh, where they have air conditioning on, mm-hmm. where it had chemicals in it. And I got a cold. Now, this is during the time that it was all over the news that coronavirus was happening. And then legally, I was not allowed to be stage, because even if you were exhibiting symptoms yeah. of a cold, from the air conditioning, I knew that. But for the first time in 26 years, I had to abort that mm. seminar. And I had thankfully had videos of it. And I let our, our presenter, Dr. Rangana Chowdhury, who is, our, is an oncologist who's a presenter for us in, in uh, India, she was then able to run the program with videos of me teaching. But it, I, uh, it meant that I had to get on that plane that night and fly back to Greece mm-hmm. where I hear it, it was our summer home, you know. And, um, and we got here and two days later, um, we went into lockdown, this police enforced lockdown that I talked about. Yes. And I, I, my, my husband and Gabby's husband flew in hours mm-hmm. before we went into lockdown. And it was just the single thing that took place that life conspired to give me a cold mm-hmm. to not attend an event for the first time in 26 years, even though I give them every single week, I teach 44 weeks a year, that I would get back before this country closed its doors mm-hmm. and that I'm able to be with my husband and with my soul family here. And I just pinch myself every day and think how blessed I am. And I take time to not just nourish myself, my own spiritual life and take walks and, you know, do my yoga and meditation and pray, but I take time every day to just count my blessings, just to thank God that I do have a roof over my head during this time that I made it back. I mean, those who were my staff, who were still carried on with the seminar there, one of our staff members tried to get back to Britain and the night that my flight and his flight was supposed to take us back through Qatar, that's when India went into lockdown. Sure. And he got home on Friday, this last Friday. Sure. And I have been here for four and a half weeks. It's how long they, they put him on an RAF repatriation flight a month after he was supposed to be home. Sure. And so I am aware, you know, when I hear all the stories and I'm connecting as I am with you and with your beloveds and with the extended family that we all are as humanity of, just how blessed we are hmm. that we've got a roof over our heads we've we've got loved ones even if it's just over skype or zoom or facebook live to share with we you know i had to have my husband cut my hair
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, well i'm busy having that conversation with my boyfriend because he, he's starting to look like ace ventura <laughs> and-
1: <laughs> And he's like, I don't know what to do. I have a tutorial online, and and then I thought, this is not a tutorial, by the way.
0: But but haven't you found though, Brandon? Like on that note, you know, you're saying like because I also that's something that I've said so many times that I'm very aware and I've repeated it of the blessings that I have to be in the position that I am in during this lockdown. I and I. And I thank, I'm grateful for it every day. Everyone knows I practice gratitude on a daily basis. And, and that is one thing that I, that I without a doubt, say thank you for every day, that I'm in a beautiful home with the man that I love, you know, during this time. And and that we have space to not be on top of each other during this time, that there's enough space in the home for us to come together, but also be a part within the space. Because I know that... Um, a lot of people are battling with that as well. So I'm very aware of the privileged position that I am in and that a lot of people are not in that privileged position. Um, And maybe that's something we can talk about because I think it's very relevant, specifically in South Africa, um, Brandon. I'm not sure if you know, but, um, you know, we have one of the highest abuse rates in the world um, and, domestic violence, it's, it's really sad for me. It, it breaks my heart. Um, but 60% of um, sexual violence, um, sexual mm-hmm. misconduct is is done by someone you know, um, you know, or, or somebody that that your family knows. And I heard a statistic the other day, which just broke my heart, that South Africa has the highest recorded cases at the moment. Um, you know, because people are locked in um, with their abusers. And um, I don't know if there's something that maybe, because I don't know what to say really to those people that are in those situations right now. I saw a beautiful call to action on Instagram the other day that if anybody is in trouble and needs help, send me a message and ask for something random like spinach. Um, and I'll know that you're in trouble and I can call someone to help you. But for those people who are in those kind of circumstances at this time, is there anything that you could maybe share with them?
1: Do you you know, with the journey practitioner training, we do do work specifically with this very topic. And indeed in Australia, they are the second uh, mm-hmm. nation that has the largest amount of domestic violence, and the increase now during lockdown is just like South Africa. And unfortunately, my my belief around uh, domestic you know, abuse and violence is, is that we need to extricate ourselves from those circumstances, uh, because there's an addictive pattern with the abuser, and also, uh, an addictive pattern with the one being abused that they've accepted and allowed that in their life. And so I think uh, following these abuse helplines during this time is the only thing I could suggest. And then after that, getting some very deep uh, and clearing journey work uh, with a, a journey practitioner there in South Africa. There are loads of them and um, they can help people get to the emotional trauma of it and go through i mean we have trauma release programs we have all kinds of work that we do with this whole issue and it sounds like you've got a pandemic of abuse happening and i wish that That I could suggest anything other than the reality because I experienced, if you know, from reading my book, both sexual abuse, uh, physical abuse, violent uh, abuse. We had the police at our house, uh, you know, growing up, where even after my dad took his own life when I was 18 years old, I went back to university and was raped um, a week later. And so I'm very familiar. Uh, with this whole area and feel a depth of empathy and compassion and then there's the reality of you need to reach out to those people who can give help and connect you with agencies that can help your situation specifically but it has to start first by extricating yourself from that situation and I'm sure the abuse helplines have the ability to do that even during lockdown yeah. And then after that, it's a rehabilitation mm-hmm. process, both for the abuser and for the the one being abused. Mm-hmm. And um, and because mm-hmm. if there's an adult in there in that situation, depending on the kind of abuse, if they're being overpowered, that's a situation that they need mm-hmm. to uh, to get out of. end now. Yeah. Um, if, if they are co-creating uh, the situation by allowing the unacceptable and the unallowable, then that's where both parties need to get apart and get help because they're both ill. They're emotionally um, addicted to a very unhealthy pattern. And um, so this is the best that I could say and you know, is to get, get out and get help. Yeah. You know, there's tremendous help available in, in this area. And I'm sure also where are you? Are you in Joburg or in Cape I'm Town? I'm in
0: Cape Town. I'm in Cape Town. And and um and what you I mean, I, I also I was I was abused when I was little and then um I also had because it's a patterning, you know, once you are in that in that abusive pattern and so many people don't understand this, you start attracting that. Into your life until you break the cycle of that pattern, and wow. um, and so I, I mean I, I I so understand where you're coming from because I have such a similar story again, and I'm sure so many people out there have a similar story, and that's why it's important to share this so that you know you're not alone. Um, you know, I was also abused when I was little, and then I was sexually assaulted twice again mm-hmm. afterwards. You know. And, um, and so I completely understand this, but it's a patterning. And I think that's very important for everyone out there who's listening to pay attention to what Brandon said there is that you've got to break the patterning. And the only way to do that is to step out of it. And sometimes it takes a little bit longer to step out of it. Sometimes your mind steps out of it or your heart steps out of it before you are physically able to step out of it. But it's starting that process of mm-hmm. um an entanglement with that pattern and there are a lot of things available um but i um yeah it's it's a it's a i think that one mm-hmm. of the reasons and i might be totally wrong mm-hmm. but i feel that possibly one of the reasons why this is also being exacerbated at this time is that wounds are coming up for healing, and when individuals that don't know how to handle their mm-hmm. own wounds um, experience that, they lash mm-hmm. out. Have you, have you felt that that is something you've been hearing or feeling mm-hmm. as well?
1: I, I just did a video on, on feeling pent up, locked in, and the triggers and what's happening as a result, and all these triggers, you know, our invitations. And I really, really strongly recommend, you know, you can get on my website, uh, thejourney.com, and we will give you the download of the journey book for free.
0: And then you can,
1: yes, And, and not only that, but you can, if you can't afford to, let's say, get the book, and get the processes you can then get onto a different part of the website and get the processes that are the most recent versions of the journey processes and i've written six books but the journey was the original book that everybody's so familiar with you know that you know, went viral you know 20 years ago or 25 years ago and um anyway it's uh, i i want people to have access to these tools and on our website you can also subscribe to be part of this so that every single day in your inbox you can get the video from me which has the meditations the and and you can not only get onto the landing page but you can click on and i've done 20 videos so far amazing all free of charge actual practical work to deal with this so you know and on our website thejourney.com and i'm sure there's a journey south africa we have beautiful uh, lydia and john there who are the organizers for the journey south africa and they are uh, able to point you in the direction so there's probably a journey sa you know mm-hmm. dot .com I, I don't know because we're in 39 countries so <laughs> i don't know everybody's journey.com uh you know website but For sure, they can point you in the direction of really excellent uh, journey practitioners. I one time had a psychiatrist go through, I don't just teach medical doctors and psychiatrists and psychologists, I want you to know, I teach people from all walks of life, but there was a psychiatrist who went through and said they had to complete more case studies. than they did having to be, become a psychiatrist. You, you broke and, up
0: there for a second, Brandon. So sorry, can you just repeat that again? Because um, you disappeared oh, yeah. and I have a feeling it was important. <laughs>
1: well, I said it's not just um, medical doctors that we work with with the journey and train. We also train psychologists, psychiatrists, people from all walks of life, really. And uh, there was this one psychiatrist and he, um, he said that in the, you know, getting the, the doctorate degree in, in psychiatry, he had to complete fewer case studies than he did with the journey. And so the reason I'm sharing this with you is a very in-depth comprehensive program and the journey practitioners that are there in South Africa, they have completed all the case studies and finished with them and they are skilled they are experienced and they are absolutely willing to support, especially during this time. And so if you get onto the journey South Africa, I am sure that you'll be able to find a psychiatrist, a journey practitioner near you who can support you during this time. And you do journey work on Skype, on, on you know, uh, Zoom, You don't have to be in person, although I like to be in person to teach my events. I've had to really stretch myself to make the journey available virtually, Uh, you know, because there is a magic that happens one-to-one. And yet we're seeing right now that here we are on Zoom, and yet there's still a deep connection with us Mm. and a meeting of hearts. And this can happen with a journey process. I just really want people to get these tools, which we all of us need during this time absolutely and
0: you know it's so it 's so interesting that you 're saying that because um, one of the industries because there are a few industries that are thriving in this time, and one of the industries that that seem to be at the forefront of of expansion are the energy healers, the people who assist people, because they are able to do that from anywhere in in the world, and and so many of them, and and I feel so humbled to be connected to so many of them that that are just coming forward and going, I'm gonna give, I, I'm gonna give, you know, um, of my time, of my energy, and and even as somebody who works with energy, when I heard you speaking there. It was a reflection of me because I've, I also I love being in person with people. You know, there's some there's a there's something that happens there. But this process has also reminded me that it, when you're working with energy, yeah. you're working with energy. There is no space or time. You're working with energy, and so there's a different level of expansion that i'm feeling within myself and i can see that exactly the same is happening in you when i watched you saying that now um, and yeah. which is so beautiful because so many people doubt that you know they think yeah but if i'm not physically present how am i going is it going to work is it going to be as effective and the reality is that that it is even a recording of what you have done before you've already put that into the energy matrix and yes,
1: yes. that presence, that living transmission, yes. that transmission is there, yeah. And I feel like with the journey, it's it's, it's both an emotional and an energetic opening mm-hmm. that takes place. And um, I think what's going up today uh, is, uh, as I recorded that a couple of days ago, is something that's called barriers to love. And one of the the, um, things that I've been hearing from people is that we, all of us, are feeling, here we are in our homes, trapped with our loved ones, and so many people are feeling that even they are one-to-one, as you're saying, in close proximity, isolated and alone, Mm -hmm. in their own homes. And incapable of allowing the love in and incapable of allowing the love out. And Rumi, I started the video by saying a quote from Rumi that Rumi said seek, that it's not our task to seek love. But rather our task is to seek mm-hmm. and barriers within ourselves against love mm. and what happens when we feel the strong emotions coming up and we shut them down it creates an internal block inside of our bodies and then we may feel pent kind up, of not express it not be able to let it out it's like it's locked in there and the same thing true we can see our loved one might be wanting to express love to us But we can't feel it going in. And so it's a very in-depth process. The process itself is 40 minutes long where we're going inside and finding our blocks to love. Mm. And going through a process of release and letting go. And then an opening into a consciousness and choosing a consciousness that is not the previous shutdown consciousness, but a consciousness of staying in an open heartedness. And it's a very powerful, energetically powerful process that I really feel all of us need to undergo during this time because the truth of the matter is, I feel my experience in the 26 years of giving journey work is that people have fear of feeling fear.
0: Mm.
1: Fear comes up and they have fear of feeling fear. And so the shutdown is involuntary and automatic, and the blocks then start. And so as Rumi said, see and find your barriers against love, clear mm-hmm. those out, and then you will be open to love. And you will be able to both express and allow love in and out. And so energetically, I feel, This is another call to action that our world is giving all of us an imperative. As scared as we all are, there's an imperative now that we open our hearts and welcome all of it, Hmm. all of it. And, you know, I had, you may or may not know this, a series of disasters that happened where, you know, in 1992, I had the tumor and thank God I healed from that and... But the next year, in 1993, the big megafires happened in Malibu, California. Yeah. And I was the sole and only cottage that went down on the beach. And our cars exploded. And we lost everything, financially, materially. We just lost everything. Now, now, the year after that, my husband of 20 years, who I considered to be the great love of my life, fell in love and left me for a younger woman. Oh, and I lost my job that same year. And I was in a place that many of us are right now, mm. where I had lost everything that I called my life. Mm. I There was nothing that I could look to. I was, I'd lost the love of my love, my family life. I'd lost my job. I'd lost the roof over my house. I'd lost lost, I'd almost... Lost my life, and I remember when my husband said to me that he'd fallen in love with another woman. He'd actually even spoken to her about marriage, and I just, I, I, I was
0: just—you
1: mm. could not be over with it, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I walked out into the living room, and I just stood there, and I started to shake. Mm. And it was this mountain appeared in front of me, this mountain called Brandon, Mm. me, my life. And it was like, that was the final straw. You know, it was like life had shaken the very foundation of what I believed reality was. Mm. And it just started to crumble and turned into so much gravel, turned into dust. And I started to free fall.
0: Mm.
1: Abject terror and every time i tried to reach i'm not a mother anymore i'm not a wife anymore i don't have a job anymore i don't have a livelihood i don't have a means of making money and it's like everywhere i reached it was turning the dust in my hands and as i fell into this terror something just let go and the whole room was flooded with love Mm. and there was an embrace of love just holding me carrying me and i realized that this love had been carrying me through all the times of disaster and i i just marched up the stairs to go into my kitchen And there was a a refrigerator magnet there that a friend had given me of words from Srinya Sargadatta, which, you know, never had touched me before, but the words were, know whatever comes unexpected to be a gift from God, and it will surely serve you if you use it to its fullest. It's only this that you strive for out of your own imagination, your own ego, that gives you trouble. Know whatever comes unexpected to be a gift from God, and it will surely serve you if you use it to its fullest. Now, I had no clue what could be the gift of all this, and all I could do was surrender and trust Mm. and the gift that arose out of it was the journey work my calling birthed itself out of this time where i had nothing Mm. and then more and more journey work over the last 26 years it's evolved and birthed fresh work and new work and in different areas of life and on and on and It all came out of this time where I had nothing, as many people do right at this time, where their jobs are on the line, they've been furloughed or even laid off. They have nothing. But if you surrender and use this time, there is a divine potential inside all of us which will give rise to maybe a new, way of living your life a new direction that your life is going to take a new unexpected creativity that can emerge when you surrender to what can't be changed in this moment this can't be changed in this moment i can't change that yeah. i'm in now, and that my entire livelihood has and i have many employees you know, there's no money coming i can't change that right now but all i can do is this time? And one of the ways I'm using it is to reach out to people and give them this life-transforming, liberating work, this profoundly healing work, so that they can use this time wisely and well. It can be a time of incubation for all of us. We're new ways forward. I don't think humanity is actually going to go back to the way it was. I, also, I think, hmm. I, I feel that we're going to be emerging, like from the chrysalis of a, a cocoon, you know, into a new way of living life. And I'm excited about that. I too am totally in the unknown. Hmm. You know? And I don't know how, where, how this is going to where it's going to take us, but I'm willing to rest in the mystery and trust Mm. that this that comes unexpected is indeed a gift from God.
0: It's, um, whenever I hear you talk, I can't believe the parallels in our life. Um, I always speak about before I got sick as my past life, and this is my new life, because like you, I got to the point where, and there's a question that has come through as well, just saying like, what do you do when people are resistant because they're like, no, I'm a, I'm, I'm this title, this is what defines me, and and them battling to come to an openness to figure out what's next. And I remember going through that, that as well, like you, like you were saying, you know, like I, I became my own my worst fear when I was sick. My marriage had ended. Um, I was dying. I didn't know what I was dying of. You know, I couldn't function or work. So I wasn't of any value anymore. And so I was a failure, which was my worst fear. And all of those titles that sat underneath my name in my email address just disappeared, you know because I wasn't functioning as them. And my titles that I had, that I was a wife, that I was somebody to someone, all of that just disappeared. All of these things just disappeared. And I remember, like you're saying, this suddenly this opportunity being born in me, and I spoke briefly about my Serena. I'm not going to go into the long version of it, but that possibility when when one is stripped of everything that created them before that that defined them before the possibility of birthing Mm -hmm. into something more powerful more profound more deep um Mm -hmm. that has more depth and breadth and value because you are it's like the phoenix Really like you said, you know, everything crumbles and, and there's this opportunity for everyone right now to go inward and use this time. Go and jump on Brandon's platform, I'll absolutely share the link, you know, and, and, and come in and to all of these lectures, there's free classes. People are allowing this information to be free for you to really invest in yourself to figure out what it is, who who are you really inside? What is it that you really are and what that will mean for the rest of your life? Because you can be of so much more value if you figure that out. And, And I can see that that's when you figured that out and it's what I've been figuring out and I'm constantly, I'm the eternal student, Constantly figuring out and trying to deepen and widen, but I feel like I was, and I've said this before, it's like the universe said, you're not listening, Susanna, so I'm going to stop you in your tracks so (laughs) that you... Come back to <laughs> yes, yeah, so that you come to your inner self and you pay attention. And and it's like that happened to you as well, Brandon. I'm sure it's happened to so many people that have been listening today and that will listen. And it's like the universe is now going in a big way. Okay, guys, none of you are listening. So mass shutdown. And I think I'm also Brandon, like you, I have moments of actual euphoria which was making me feel guilty at one point but because I do believe that this is happening for the it's a gift that is happening not only for the entire humanity but for our earth as well I see our earth healing in such a profound way and, see, so fast. and so fast so 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 fast you know and um, for the first time in 60 years swans and, um, you know, we're seen in the canals and, and dolphins in Durban, they've taken down the, the shark nets and, and dolphins are playing in the bay, you know, the, for the first time in years, all of these things are happening. The Himalayas, uh, be the Himalayan mountains are being seen. Yeah. from India. You, you know, there's all of these things. The earth is healing and I think my greatest invitation is that you take the time to really heal yourself um, and, and go and watch Brandon's work, get involved, do the journey work. It's profound. Um, is there mm-hmm. anything I know we've just got, we've gone over time, Brandon, and I so appreciate your time and being willing to have this conversation with me. It's been so valuable to me and, and I'm sure to everybody that's watching as well. Is there one final thing that you'd like to say to everyone before you go?
1: trust trust yourself trust life there will be a gift in this if you use it well and use this time as sacred time for you and your loved ones and then see how we all emerge here mm-hmm. and and open to all possibilities of the way you will emerge from this time in lockdown and so I just pray people surrender, trust, love themselves and each other and cherish this time. Mm. There will be a time in history where we look back and we'll go, wow, that was time I used well, or wow, I wasted that special time. And it's up to us. How are we going to use this time that life has given us?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, Brandon, thank you. I, thank
1: I, you. I so hard hard
0: hard enough. Enough. Thank you for your time, your love, your energy, your blessings. Thank you, thank you,
1: thank you. Thank um, you. And may awesome you continue, doing. may this reach thousands and thousands of people and may they feel uplifted, inspired to to carry on in their own lives healing and, and liberating their lives and a heartfelt namaste
0: namaste thank you so much and we'll be in touch again very soon i'm sure but light and blessings on your way thank you (laughs) for everybody that's watching um thank you so much for tuning in this has just been a dream come true for me to have brandon with us today on on um thrive she is just one of the most remarkable women that i know and I have been really blessed to um, use what I learned, just what I remembered all those years ago in the journey, just that one thought and think about that guys, if it just takes one thought, one positive little thing that you use much later to completely transform your life, to completely heal your life, what a blessing. This time we have is so precious. What we do today, what we do now, will define what we will become tomorrow. The only thing that you are in control of is deciding who you will be now in this moment today. And so I honor you for watching this. I honor you for tuning in. I honor you for taking the time to invest in yourself, to grow, to heal, to flourish, to thrive.